five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Okay, this was a kind of a cute commercial, and I used to be a big roller skater, so I thought I'd show it to you today, like it or not. We got probably got too much to cover, but you know, I don't care. Okay, so this lady drinks a Coke while she's roller skating to work, and all of a sudden, all the people are gone. I speeded it up a little bit so that she skates a little faster. Give her a little youthful enthusiasm. <laughs> Woo, that's really fast. I was a little surprised that her jacket isn't really PMS red cold. Anyways, so she really likes the Diet Coke and, it, and she flies away. But, you know, what comes up must go down. There you go kind of in between so anyway it was cute i liked it and and i used to roller skate a lot i wasn't as good as that but i was pretty good i could dance on roller skates and my wife thought i could dance because of that but i can't dance i can't dance on my feet but i could dance in roller skates <laughs> and she wanted she always wanted to marry a dancer so i i snuck that by her <laughs> Anyway, let's get to the real world here. <laughs> what in the world is he talking about today? Can't figure it out. Okay, first of all, this is just the other day. California privacy law requires companies to, to disclose their inferences. And I was trying to figure out, There's this. The, here's the state attorney general. He doesn't look like a guy I'd want to go up against. Anyway, uh, I was trying to figure out, you know, we take... We basically take the customer master, uh, the order data, and the uh, and the inventory master file, which tells us what the part numbers mean, and uh, that's first-party data. Okay, that's what we collect from our customers when they order. Okay, we got their and we got their address, their zip code, and so from that we build, we attach, we don't build, we attach uh, some 200 variables from the census long form so it has the number of toilets in your house and it has you know race and religion and stuff stuff like that in it and uh how many years of school did you complete in the household and, and things like that okay it's not real private it's we don't go down to the household level we just in fact mostly when we model we only use three digit scf level uh, on zip because when you model and you use household data, there's a lot of noise in it. It doesn't really work when you when you mail it and you go back and see what happened. But when you have a three-digit zip difference, it's, it's funny because like the average age in a three-digit zip is about 35 years old. That's everybody averaged together. It's kind of crazy, right? And the oldest zips are about like maybe 40, maybe 39 or 40. Uh, I'm not the zips, but the SCFs. And the youngest are maybe 32 or 31. So it's very, it's not a very big range. And you say, well, how the heck can that make any sense? Well, when you look at it, you can spot the old SCFs because they're in retirement areas around Phoenix, around Branson, uh, Missouri, upper, upper uh, Michigan, northern Wisconsin, places where you know that people go to retire. And in Florida. And the younger zips tend to be 
where there's more kids. And if you look at the presence of kids, it, it correlates really nicely. So is that an inference or not? I don't know. I really don't. Once we tag, now we don't actually put it on the customer record. We put it in another another file and we join it as we build the modeling data set because it goes a lot faster that way. Um, so so the state attorney general says when it's attached, when it becomes attached to the customer record uh, and used for marketing purposes, then it's part of the customer information. Now, what the law says is that consumers can learn what is collected by companies. Now, this stuff is not collected about them at all. It's collected at the, at the postal code level. It's not even, it's at the census tract, but it's interpreted to that by our mapping company, uh, Maptitude, and, which I highly recommend. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to tag Stuart in this because he's my buddy at Maptitude. Anyway, uh, so it's collected. It is collected, but it's not about them, okay? Not even generally. Uh, and then here's the biggest problem with CCPA. Then they can request deletion of that information or they can collect or they can ask for the information and then they can opt out of its sale or transfer. Now, if you delete everything about a customer, <clears throat> name, address, everything, and then they do something, maybe they sign up for a sweepstakes uh, or an online drawing, maybe they visit a website they've been to before, but we can connect their home address to that and we, we can send them a mailing. Uh, whatever they do practically in life, there's a, they're going to come back into the process. They may have opted out of it for you, right? But they don't know who else has it and, and a lot of people can have it. And so when they, they contact you and say, you need to opt them out, you need to not sell their, their, their data, you can only control what you do. You can't control what they do next. They could call you, call up and at, and and buy from you again. Now they're a brand new customer because you deleted them, including the information that says they don't want their their item. They don't want to be mailed or they don't want to be sold. Mailers have handled this for years. We when someone says they don't want to be mailed, we don't mail them, but we don't delete them. And so CCPA at its very core is contradictory. And I think the merchants of California, if not the rest of us, should basically should sue the pants off of them and say, this is not, this is not executable. It is absolutely not executable. And when you, and then when you tag internally generated inferences, well, we probably generate close to a thousand variables on every customer, you know, mix of mix of geodemographics uh mix of you know what did they are they are they increasing or decreasing their purchases have they bought lately what have they bought this category lately how much did they spend on this category you know and uh we might we might put a put a flag in there if if we rent lists and we see that they've appeared on the rented lists you know, then we can get a net name agreement, but we can flag that. You, you can't flag it at the individual list level, but you can say, okay, let's say you had a home goods company 
and it was non-competitive with Williams-Sonoma or with Chef's Catalog. And so you, maybe you sold furniture. Well, Williams-Sonoma sells everything. Maybe Bed, Bath, and Beyond. So you rent these three lists, and, and this person who wanted to opt out was on there. We could flag that person, or whether they wanted to opt out or not, if we and in fact if we if if we kept their name we can we can flag them to not be mailed even though we rented their name from somebody else and that's really important because if they if they come after you and say I don't want to ever see your catalog again but they but then they buy from someone else that you rent whose list you rent they'll get another catalog and you know, they'll go to this, they'll call the state attorney general's office and say, I opted out of that company, Acme Consumer Goods, and they mailed me again. And they're in violation of CCPA. Well, what's the, what's the state attorney general going to say? Well, yeah, if you opted out and you said to delete, you know, and never mind, we can show that that key code on that catalog is the proper key code from a rented list. Unless we have a net name agreement and we might mail them anyway. If we don't save their name, we definitely would. And that's the hard part. So this law is completely, in my opinion, unenforceable. It's completely self-contradictory. The practice of direct mail goes completely against it. That said, nobody's ready to comply anyway. According to Ray Schultz a couple of weeks ago, he said only 11% of companies have figured out a way to send the data data send data subject asset requests now this latest ruling makes this virtually impossible when we look at a customer record you know what it is it's ones twos and threes <laughs> a three is very high something like high school graduation rate in their zip code okay or dwelling value Three. We we don't go to we don't have one two three four five we don't want two three four five ten because that nuance gets lost and doesn't work in the real world. But high medium and low that works. You can model on that and it works. And uh, I called Travis Seaton last week. I think we should have a modeling contest. I think we should have an industry wide modeling contest. Cohere One could set it up because so many of these modeling processes don't tell you what they're doing and you have really very little way of telling what variables matter and 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 getting the insights that modeling can give you as we talked about yesterday with Stephen Yu's article excellent article uh, so so all we've got is threes twos and ones high medium low high medium and low household income inferred from the census data not from their own data not collected from the consumer right High, medium, and low. And we might have, and we might have recency. So recency will tell us five, four, three, two, one. Fives are the recent hotline buyers they bought in the last three months. Fours are the three to six month. They haven't bought for three to six months. Then the fours are are the six to twelve months. The threes, it's all proprietary information. <laughs> we have all kinds of special ways of coding those. We have 18-month codes. For recency, what did they do in the last 18 months? And ignore the rest in terms of monetary, especially and frequency. Have they been buying lately a lot? 
or a little. Okay, we can compare things. Anyway, all those things are threes, twos, and ones. If we try, I don't, I can't even imagine trying to send that to somebody. And and there are variables behind those. So we accumulate the number of total frequency, total orders. We accumulate the number of re returns. Uh, it's not even. Some clients want the returns treated as subtracted from the orders so that you get a net nothing. Some people want them kept and list and and scored separately. There's, you know, if, in apparel, high return customers are better not to mail because they're basically cheating the system. So there's an enormous level of of complexity. Uh, literally a thousand variables are inferred on a customer to see what happens. You know, and it's mostly just throw it against the wall and see what sticks. And our, our system is very good at seeing what sticks. And then we've got the old guy who looks at the stuff and says, this doesn't make a bit of sense. And then he throws it out. So generally, 95% or higher get thrown away. We won't even use them for anything. Just throw it away. And But, but sometimes when you change an offer, different variables will come to the top and matter. That's the great part about modeling. Having said all this, how do you how do you sufficiently express a thousand variables? You know, and how does a consumer decipher that? You know, if 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 you if you live in a fairly low low value house, and I say that you're a a, a high value house, you know, like uh, the the funny part is is that if you live in a, a state of Iowa. Just for you may have a mansion in Iowa, a, a positive palace in Iowa, and on our scoring system at, at the national level, you'll be in a low dwelling value geodemographic. You could get really upset with us, and in California, you could live in a hovel, and you're and you're still going to be in a high dwelling value geographic area. So you say, well, this is all wrong. Well, no, it's not wrong. It's it's the way it, it's the way it's defined by the census applied to the whole country. When we do modeling on a city level or on a state level, we have to recode all of that so that it is rel in in Iowa. There's some much nicer neighborhoods, and there's some you know rural low income neighborhoods. You can tell that, but compared to the coasts, everything's low value. So so the context matters. It's not just the inference. It's like this is impossible. This is totally impossible to make sense of. To this this element of the law, besides the other element of the law, which is equally ridiculous, you know, you need to be able to keep track of somebody if they want to keep from getting, if you want to keep them from getting your uh, marketing materials. So anyway, nobody's prepared for it either. What a surprise. And that's probably enough for today on this rant of data processing. Just want you to know that there's more to this than just protecting the consumer. And and I don't know the answer. To to, to tell the consumer what what we what we think we know, it's it's such a joke because we know we don't know. <laughs> Tom Fishburne has a great cart, a great cartoon about you know what do we what do we send to the consumer? What do we do now? The third party cookies aren't available that we didn't believe in the first place right it's it's such thin information but it can help
Sometimes you'll hit a variable that goes just right through the sky. Like we talked about the the, the percentage of mobile homes as <laughs> a percentage of dwelling value. It was great, you know. We built special unemployment variables for the COVID uh, shut shutdown, lockdown. Those didn't work because they were too they were too temporary. And the greatest changes in unemployment were in places that had the greatest employment. Places that had relatively high unemployment stayed about the same. Fascinating. But most of it is is worthless. You know, my book is called Spinning Straw into, into Gold. And straw is a hygiene product that sits under animals and catches the caca that comes out of the animals. That's what your data looks like. We just got data from a retailer yesterday. Man, well, we'll see. We'll see how much value we can find in it. But generally, it's it's pretty much garbage. And so to 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 send that to the consumer in a way they can understand, well, nobody's ready for that because there's no good answer. Have a great day. Call your call your state representative in California and say this is unenforceable, or better yet, file a lawsuit because it's unenforceable and you're not ready anyway. <laughs> and fight with me fight with me for for marketing rationality and justice bye bye